0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Tease Me. This is a podcast about the intersection of golf, business, and life. And occasionally we'll drop some gems on networking and just how that makes your life better. Because knowing more than one person is actually a good thing. Hello, Tease Me listeners. This is season two, episode number 25. And it's actually a follow-up from number 24 with Adriel Sanders. If you recall, Adriel is a corporate attorney with over 10 years of law experience. She packed her bag in her Josephine Baker jacket and bought a one-way ticket to France. This bonus app is like a bag of baguettes. Bread, not diamonds. We'll talk about golf. We'll talk about croissants we'll discuss real estate and Adriel will share her vision and experiences as a woman of color in France. Adriel, if you recall, began working as a corporate attorney at an international law firm in 2010, and in March of 2020, she decided to fulfill her lifelong dream to move to Paris. Josephine Baker would be proud. So listen in to the rest of Adriel's story. How is it have you ever lived abroad before? Like have you done study abroad or anything? No. Got it. Okay. So that, that's the first question. For the people that don't know, like living abroad and just taking this first step is huge for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's Adriel's response when a Parisian asked, What brought you to France?
1: So when they asked me, you know, why did you why did you move here? I say, Well, America hates black people. So I had to go someplace. I was like, I had to leave. And they were like, they're always like, oh. Yes, so sad, so terrible. But now you are in France, and it's okay, right? It's okay, <laughs> and that's that is what people always say to me. That's that is exactly how they react. Is the moment I say it, they're like, "Oh, yes, so so terrible," and then and then they usually make a comment like, "Oh, and
0: Trump, Trump." Oh, I suspect you weren't expecting that, but if you're really listening, then you understand that. Adrielle's inspiration comes from Josephine Baker. And Josephine Baker is quoted as saying, One day I realized I was living in a country where I was afraid to be black. It was only a country for white people, not black. So I left. I had been suffocating in the United States. A lot of us left, not because we wanted to leave, but because we couldn't stand it anymore. I felt liberated in Paris. Josephine also said, To realize our dreams, we must decide to wake up. Here Adriel's reflection on being a black woman. We should be
1: proud to be black women. And I am like, I love being a black woman. Like I wouldn't want to be anything else, but at the same time, I love that. I don't have to think about I'm black. The fact I'm black every single day, that it's something that does not cross my mind every single day, because every single day, that's something you think about in the United States. And it's exhausting. Like, Having that off my shoulders, that weight off my shoulders has been that's been a huge and incredibly freeing. Um, just the freedom to right now, I'm pursuing so many of my interests. Something like, for example, what I've always wanted to do was just writing a book. So I'm writing. I'm actually the book that I'm writing now is a book on um, essentially like being black in corporate America, like I'm sharing the secrets of like, these are the things that happen to you as a black person in corporate America. And really, how do you not just survive in this environment, but thrive? And when the time comes, how do you get the heck out of it? If you want to be doing something else, because, you know, the only way I got to France was because you know, I had to say, I've, I've been a big saver and I've always been a saver throughout my whole life. And I had paid off my student loans and like have prioritized that. I couldn't have moved to France with six figures in student loan debt and credit card debt and no savings, right? Like that, you, you have to be, you have to be thinking about these things over the course of your life, like every single day consistently in order for that day to come where well, you can really kind of like reap a lot of the benefits of all of these incremental steps you made along the way. You know, I'll, I'll never forget the moment I paid off my last law school loan. I literally was like, I'm going to go buy myself a Louis Vuitton bag. Like, woohoo. <laughs> like, like it was, a, and that was the first luxurious purchase I had ever made for myself. Ever made for myself. And I had been practicing at that point for like eight years, you know. But my goodness, I lived with my parents for three years. Can you imagine living with your parents again? Like I was mercilessly teased by my coworkers for living at home for three years. But again, I paid off my student loan debt in eight years, you know, having put myself in a position where I could be here. I could be financially stable. That's important, you know, but that came from lots of hard work and the freedom then, you know, to that that gives, which is to pursue the writing of this book so that I can share that sort of information with people in a more in-depth way and really speak, like, really just put out there some of the real things people of color endure in corporate America because the thing is we don't, we don't talk about it. And part of the reason we don't talk about it is because if we do, somebody's going to blacklist us. We'll never be able to get another job again.
0: Totally. Or we might have signed NDAs. Who knows?
1: Or we might have signed NDAs. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know what? Let's just put this, let's, let's do this, let's put this out here. Let's talk about like what it is people really deal with and what it's really like.
0: Josephine Baker is also quoted saying, I wanted to get far away from those who believed in cruelty. So then I went to France, a land of true freedom, democracy, equality, and fraternity. She also says, all my life, I have maintained that people of the world can learn to live together in peace if they are not brought up in prejudice. Let's hear Adriel's input on France. I look around and
1: everybody to me, their, their biggest distinction to me is like, oh, these people are French. Like, that's it like they're just french people. I don't think of them as white people. I'm just like, well they're all french. It doesn't matter. It's like white, black, asian, doesn't matter. You're all french. I don't know what anybody's saying. That's great. Like, hope you're having a lovely day today. It's very interesting kind of getting their their perspective on it because I actually I had so I had a french friend of mine. I mean, she said, I feel so sorry for the women in America, you know, like you all, your government just regulates so much of your bodies and they just regulate, you know, so many things. And she goes, I just feel really sorry for you. And I thought, isn't that interesting? This is America loves to walk around proclaiming it's the greatest nation in the world. And yet we have the world's pity. Like, it's not respect, it's pity. You, you're not the greatest nation in the world if. People
0: pity you. Yeah. So, And it's interesting that you're saying that because we would never get that perspective because think about our news is all filtered and controlled. And it's not... That's I like to watch BBC just to hear the other perspectives of how news is told, but you're looking at it as an American looking at America from the outside looking in now. And so you're getting the real opinions and the real perspectives of other countries or this particular country being France, but... It's,
1: that's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to look at it from the outside and look in like the whole mask thing. I just, I fundamentally, I don't understand it. Like they, I mean, they told us when we were coming out of confinement, they were like, listen, you have to wear your mask. If you don't wear your mask and we don't keep coronavirus cases low, then we're all going to go, have to go back in confinement. And Everyone was like, we don't want to go back in confinement again, we'll wear the mask right? And everybody set up rules, and it's hand sanitizer,
0: and it's this, and it's that, and you wear the mask. And that's, that's it. Like, it's just that simple. It is sometimes eerie and frightening when the quotes of another generation are relevant in your time. Josephine Baker also said, Americans, the eyes of the world are upon you. How can you expect the world to believe in you and respect your preaching of democracy? when you yourself treat your color brothers as you do. She also said, I ran away from home. I ran away from St. Louis. And then I ran away from the United States of America because of that terror of discrimination, that horrible beast which paralyzes one's very soul and body. Let's talk to Adrielle about real estate in Paris. It's always interesting to watch those travel shows where people like destination and they relocate their lives. I can't remember the name. They're on HGTV or something. House Hunters and, International. House Hunters. Thank you. Thank you for the name. Thank you. Yes. And so like they take these people into these different towns and these areas and they're trying to figure out their like market. What can they afford? What are they looking for? Like I've seen people go to different parts of like Italy to like relocate or I've seen a lot of Caribbean islands. And I think I saw mm-hmm. one for London but it it was never clear to me. I'm like, how are they making the decision? Because I'm always thinking from a New York perspective, like proximity to X is going to be most expensive. And that's how like- Yeah. Goes.
1: Yeah. So there are some, like there are just some neighborhoods that are more famous than like, that are more considered more hip than others and more famous than others. So like, for example, the Marais, like that's considered hip and famous. I- and that's like where all the tourists go. I don't know like how that shift came about where, cause it used to be a primarily Jewish neighborhood. Um, but so I don't know like historically how that shift came about, but now it's considered like the uh, hip place. And, you know, if you want to buy an apartment in the Marais. Yeah. You're going to pay, you're going to pay more money for a studio. Like you could pay $400,000 for a studio And if you took that $400,000 and you moved, you know, three streets over and you're in the third, then you for $400,000, you might get a one bedroom, right? Like it's, it's, it just, it really, it's just some neighbor neighborhoods are considered hipper than, than others. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know what what the history is of and how it, how that changes. It's just kind of like, Whatever the hip neighborhood at the time is, it's gonna be more expensive. Don't
0: worry, you'll put it on your YouTube channel and teach us.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not leave anything in the United States. Everything I, I shipped over, I moved it here. Um, and so it is now here in France with me, just waiting for me to find you know a slightly bigger apartment and frank, frankly, to buy an
0: apartment. That's really what I want, so. Wow, a one-way ticket to France.
1: Exactly. It,
0: well, it was technically a round-trip ticket because it was cheaper. How has that been as an adjustment, just eating? Like, what do you... I guess you're not eating, like, Americanized food. What no. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: So, every morning, I have a croissant. So, I have a hard time saying it the English way now because I've been indoctrinated into saying it the French way, which is croissant. Awesome. Um, I was told because I kept being like croissant, and people were like, "No, croissant, croissant, croissant." There, they are. It, it just the pastries, the croissants, the baguettes. Like the food here is very like all of that. So I wake, I live above a bakery, so I wake up to the smell of fresh bread. Um, and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't compare to what we get in the like, doesn't even remotely. There's No bread as delicious as what I get from my French bakery. France, you can only eat during certain hours. Um, So you can only have breakfast during certain hours of the day. And then after that, like, I think it's up till 10, except on weekends because there's brunch. But like basically during the week, like you can get breakfast up until 10 and then you can't have breakfast. But generally in France, people don't eat breakfast out. You eat breakfast in your home. Um, you have lunch out. Lunch is from one to maximum three o'clock, if you're lucky. That's it. If you don't eat during that time, you don't get food again until seven o'clock
0: or eight o'clock. One of the questions I have is about golf. Do you plan to play golf while you're in France? Because I heard they have nice, they have great golf and they have great um, vineyards, obviously a lot of French wine. So what are the plans and the conversations around golf and Vineyards.
1: Yes, so I definitely want to go play golf, um, and I do, I have my clubs actually sitting in the living room right now. I don't know where a course is yet, and so that's what I need to figure out. It's kind of where it is, and then once I figure out how do I get there, um, because unlike DC, I have no car, so like navigating all that. Early in the summer, I went to see like castles I went with my friend to the countryside and I saw a bunch of castles but like coronavirus cases had were going, were very low at that point and now it's really it's there have been some pretty sharp increases and so it's just it's something I'm just going to wait on um before and, and instead of doing that just for for frankly my own safety so
0: yeah Okay. So I feel like, I mean, is there anything else that you want to chat about? Because I feel like one, you have to make sure you take us virtually with you to the golf course. Like, <laughs> record that entire thing. Cause I'm living vicariously through you right now. And like, what is our first golf outing in France? Like, what does that look like? How is it? You know, obviously I guess the courses are going to have the same things, greens, fairways, tee boxes. Everything will probably be in French, I wonder. Like- oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Being yelled at in French on a golf yes. course. <laughs> no yelling. They're going to be so excited to see you there. They're going to be like, oh, mon cherie, whatever the words are. They're, they're, they're French. They'll always fuss a little bit. <laughs> OK, got it. <laughs> well, you'll have a baguette and a ball. That's all Exactly, matters. right? Oh my gosh. It's quite uncanny how much Adriel resembles Josephine Baker, or at least her story. Josephine once said, I like Frenchmen very much because even when they insult you, they do it so nicely. Adriel, I hope you get those nice insults on the golf course. During this final segment, Adriel shares insights on her day and gives us some advice of things we should check out when the world opens back up. I walk
1: 40,000 steps a day, so it doesn't really matter at this point
0: what I eat because I'm walking it. All off like it's it's crazy no that's amazing I'm sure like just take us keep taking us on the journey I follow (laughs) you on Instagram so I get to see all the stylish (laughs) styling and profiling you're doing out there in potty thank you it's fun (laughs) so okay for so I guess we'll end here I mean this has been an excellent conversation but for anyone coming to visit I guess people are not visiting right now but if you had if they were coming to visit Paris Mm-hmm. What is the first thing you tell them that they need to do or see? You have to see the
1: Eiffel Tower at night. You have to see the light show. You have to see it sparkle. The first time I saw it at night, I was with my younger brother, and even he said, Wow, like it is an amazing experience. What you do is you go to La Trocadero and you face the Eiffel Tower and you stand there with everybody else, and there's going to be music and they'll be dancing and they'll be. You know, people like selling trinkets, but you get right up to the balcony and you stand there and you watch the Eiffel Tower sparkle at night. And that that is the must, that is the must see, absolutely. And then after that is the Musee d'Orsay, mainly because I like impressionist art and it has the largest collection.
0: I hope you enjoyed our episode with Adriel Sanders, our modern day Josephine Baker. I'll leave it with one more quote from Josephine. I believe in prayer, It's the best way we have to draw strength from heaven. And didn't Adriel do that? It's 2021. I challenge you to pray for what you want and to act on it. This is Tease Me.
1: it's not about whether or not you get it. It's about whether you get it, but before you realize you have it, you give it to 10 other people, including my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. And we all recognize in France, we recognize I'm not wearing the mask for me. I'm wearing my mask for you. And you're wearing your mask for me. And all of the signage even our signage and our metros and everything, everything about coronavirus, it talks about for everybody's health, for your health and ours, for all of our health. It's it's always using the word all, everyone, your and their health. You know, everyone's it's 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 about that. And the messaging is very clear. This is not about you. This is about the person standing next to you.
0: Governor Cuomo, if you're listening and you need someone to produce a PSA specifically designed around wearing your mask, staying six feet away and playing golf, you can contact me while this was produced at the countertop. I'm sure that with production level equipment, we can make an epic conversational piece. Thank you.